Hey, Bino, it's time to hop in the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine? <gasps> we could go to a simpler, well, maybe it wasn't, it was a simpler year for us because we didn't have responsibilities, right? As, as a child, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I've always discussed with people. Hey, before we get this, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm Bino. That's Derek. Uh, this is the Get Geekish Podcast. We do this every week. Thanks for joining us, tuning in. Uh, feel free to jump in and uh, share some of your thoughts at Get Geekish on the social medias. But uh, to your point, we, we were going to talk about the, the, the times of yesteryear. Uh, a lot of us have those, those, we've discussed in the past, the kind of sense memories, like the one behind your background right now. The thought of just walking around a video store on a Friday night as something to do to find the movie, get some snacks, hang out with friends. And some of those different moments throughout childhood, especially, really, really you know, bring back some fond memories. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane in some of these and uh, hopefully uh, you know, bring back some fun memories for you, the listener, and maybe you can share some with us as well. What are you talking about? I'm actually at a video store right now. <laughs> you're, th- you're the last one ever? Yeah. Where's that at? Uh, I think it's Seattle. See, pretty is sure. that where it is? Yeah, if you, if, you, if you follow the, the last blockbuster on Twitter, they're gold. <laughs> let's, let's see where they're at. And, and speaking, of blo- speaking of blockbuster, because we're, we're not being promoted, paid to promote a thing, one of my fond memories of uh, blockbuster here, uh, this was me in middle school. And I won the store champion for the, the video game tournament they had. <laughs> Nerded it up all the way back then. And um, the only reason located, I won is because I got lucky playing Judge Dredd and like beat the first boss in like a minute. <laughs> Dude, that game sucked. <laughs> oh, I hated that game. Yeah, it was tough. Um, it is located in Bend, Oregon. Oregon. Okay, Seattle, Oregon's close. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Uh, but... I, I, I don't want to say it, but the kids these days will never realize. But this was back in the day when you know, there was you know, video VHS tapes and DVDs were just starting to come around. But if you wanted to watch a movie, if it, you weren't paying a whole lot for cable and you still had to start in the right time, even, even for you know, my rich friends that had HBO, there was only a handful of movies you could watch and you still had to start up at a certain time. If the movie oh. started at 5 o'clock and it was 6 o'clock, you're like, oh, crap, now i got to wait till next Thursday till this comes on again. Dude, that was the worst. So, for one, let me just apologize to everybody. If we rehash stuff we've already talked about, this is how our brains work. But um, my grandma had cable. We didn't have cable, but my grandma had cable. And I remember like going over her house like Friday nights. And she saw a TV guide, but I always ignored the TV guide. And I went to that stupid channel. The TV guide channel. Where if you missed, yeah, if you missed your channel, you had to wait. And dear God. God, that thing scrolled so slow. If you remember, it was just it was just a scrolling feed that went about that fast that listed all the channels and what was on, and you could see like the next hour and a half of programming coming up. When I don't know what's worse, so you know how they had the scroll one, and then they had the one where it'd flash, Ooh, and then stay on there, and then it'd come back, and then flash with a different set of channels. That sounds awful. <laughs> you didn't. You've never dealt with that one. I don't think I remember that one. It's that's the one that they possibly kinda, I did, but I think that's one they kind of have in hotels now. Like if you're going through the channel guide, they have the like it's a like a, they'll have a cluster up on the screen. Oh yeah, and then it'll go away, and then a new cluster will come up, and you have to sit there and go uh, really quick. <laughs> but anyway, back to my thing is with the scrolling. <laughs> I remember, especially like you know, Friday nights, 
Nickelodeon rocked. Like it just had that set of like all of that kablam, you know, Hey Arnold cartoon set all going up. See, I'm slightly jealous of your your 90s Nickelodeon because I'm not a whole lot older. I'm just a little bit older than you. And when I was the age of watching lots of Nickelodeon, Friday nights was like Nick at Nighttime, which I liked some of the shows. But when you're 10 years old, Donna Reed, uh, Leave it to Beaver, Dennis the Menace, stuff like that was not really you know, my three sons. Those weren't really kid programs you looked forward to. I watched them, but yeah. Well, is the thing because that's, that's the thing is like if you missed because my grandma with cable she for some reason she had like East Coast Nickelodeon and West Coast Nickelodeon so you know the things were different so I remember you're sitting there watching it and it's you look at the time you're like okay it's six forty five and you're like I missed Kablam why mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like because it's right in the middle or like you said you're sitting there watching a movie you're like oh. <laughs> It's halfway through it and you have to wait because like HBO for some reason like would do blocks mm. where they would just air stuff. But And but, I hate I hate it on cable too because they always mentioned everything like times. It was like, oh, it starts on Nickelodeon, eight seven central. And to this day I don't know what the hell any of that meant. <laughs> if something is eight seven central, what does that mean? <laughs> it's on at eight o'clock but seven central? Or it's on at eight and then seven central and it always confused the heck of me. And I never, ever figured it out for the mountain standard time where I lived. I think eventually I figured it out, but it, you're right. Cause it, you're sitting there as a kid. You're like, Oh cool. I want to watch that new episode of Rocco's modern life or whatever. And it's like, dude, in this Friday at nine, seven central. You're like, mom, <laughs> mom. What time is nine, seven central. <laughs> and if it's like a movie or something like that, you get it wrong. You tune in and you, pop on the TV and like, Oh, this is the climax. Of the movie cripes. I don't no? know what was more disappointing, like missing it completely or popping on in the middle of it. You know what I mean? You just like, Oh, and that's why we record them on VHS tapes because I remember trying to get, uh, I want to say it was Ollie hop noodles, Haven of bliss that we talked about last week. I think I found out was I was looking on and the next time it was on was like at two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday on the Disney channel. So I set an alarm clock and got myself up to turn that VCR on at two o'clock in the morning to make sure I got it. Did you not trust to set the VCR to record it? This was before VCRs had that capability. Oh snap. So I, (laughs) I used to have my grandma like record the Simpsons on Sunday nights Mm-hmm. So I could watch them on my like lunch break from school because she lived right across the street from the school. Mm-hmm. So I'd have her record them. And there was a couple times where I hit play. I'm like, it's a soap opera. I'm like, she, forgot to, I know, <laughs> she, she forgot to set it up. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll watch as the world turns. But it, uh, back to where the started this tangent, the video store behind you. That was the thing to do on the weekends, especially when you're like middle school, high school age. That was what you did. The weekend rolled around and you and your family or you and your friends went to the video store. Maybe you rode your bike. Maybe you drove. Maybe you got dropped off. You walked in there. You wandered around aimlessly looking up at all the new releases, what's still in stock, what's not in stock, what you want to watch. Wander down all the old movies, find out what you'd settle for to watch something you've already watched because it was only like a dollar when renting a new movie was like $5. (laughs) Which I I, re- I remember complaining about the prices. New say, releases are three ninety nine. What is I gonna, this? <laughs> I was gonna say nowadays. <laughs> oh man, it was funny because 
you know, if we wanted to go to a blockbuster or a Showtime or what was the other one? Hollywood video? Hollywood video, yeah, that was the one. If if we wanted to go to any of those, we'd have to drive, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. So the little town that, not that I grew up in, but that I went to school in, um, we lived maybe like 15 minutes away from it. Friday after school and go to my grandma's. My dad would swing by, pick me up. We'd go to the video store. Again, this is a small town store. It doesn't have like, doesn't get a whole bunch of copies of new releases. So you'd go in and be like, Mm, they don't have it. So that's where you, exactly what you said. You're like, well, should we settle for something that we've already seen that we don't own? <laughs> and then you get it home and it's not rewound. That was annoying. Mm, please be kind. Rewind those stickers on everything. Yep. Or you'd sit there and like midway through it, the tracking gets all screwed up. So you're sitting there like trying to remember if it's up or down on the tracking thing to, <laughs> to fix that. <laughs> But there's, there's something magical because when you're with a group of people and then there would, I mean, you'd be in there for, I don't know about you, but we'd be in video stores for 30, 40, 60 minutes at a time, just meandering around and discussing movies, talking about movies, arguing over what we should watch or shouldn't watch. And it was, it was part of the evening. <laughs> then you get the tap on the shoulder. We're closing soon. You're like, oh, crap. <laughs> and then they always had like the best candy at video stores, but it was always so freaking overpriced. This thing right here. Those little candy, like the little pinball machine where you get a gumball and try to get more gumballs. Mm-hmm. That was always a lot of fun. Yeah. But it was, it was th- something about it. And they were co- like, I rented a bunch of movies from grocery stores because back in the day, even grocery stores had video mm-hmm. rental sections in them. But it just wasn't quite the same because it didn't have that, that ambiance that video stores had. They always had that smell of popcorn because some of them actually had popcorn in the store you could get. There's always movie trailers showing on the screens or some of the really cool ones actually had movies that they showed on the screens in the store. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. Of you, so you used to work at a video store, right? Yes, I worked at a Showtime yeah. video, which was a local chain that had probably the biggest selection of non-new release movies I've ever seen in my life. And then I worked at a blockbuster video in college for a couple of years. My wife worked at a Hollywood video and she was just telling me stories of like, you know, you'd sit there and what was it like once a month, you just have that promotional thing playing on the TV with just trailers and like little clips of songs. You'd never get the full song or anything like that. And you just get so burnt out on it. To this day, I have... <clears throat> 15 to 30 seconds of uh, some 41s make no difference. Creed. What if uh, Angela via picture perfect that were on loop at the blockbuster. I worked at that same tape got played in. I was, I think that was the time I was on Christmas break or something like that. So I was working 30 to 40 hours a week at the video store of that same 20 minute tape on loop over and over and over and over over <laughs> see that's why i liked my little local video store that we had we'd go in there and they'd have a tv up on the wall and they'd just you know be playing random movies that they would just pick because mm-hmm. i remember a couple times that i went in there they started to know me after a while but I, i'd go in there and they're like oh that movie's done which one would you would should we play and i'd get to pick out one and put it in there and they got to know me too because again we lived not way out in the boonies but far enough away from the big city that I became obsessed with Mel Brooks films. The video store didn't have a lot of them that I could rent. So I just ended up, I was like, okay, I can purchase them. They're like, and they pull out this 
phone book looking thing that had basically every movie known to man in it. And it'd sit there and go, yeah, we can order that. It's going to be, I'm pretty sure I paid like $25 for a VHS of Mel Brooks to be or not to be and the producers and mm-hmm. I remember that buck. Yep. <laughs> Well, that was kind of great too about video stores. Of, uh, I think you still got on the tail end of it too. Of they they were the ultimate gatekeepers for movies for a decade or two, because mm-hmm. you with those small stores, you go and you talk to somebody, and it was somebody that knew their stuff. Most people that worked at video stores, self included. I mean, I remember walking out with stacks of movies when I worked at Showtime in high school. There's no way I watched any less than seven to ten movies a week. It was just always on somewhere. But people come in and ask. And you could tell everything about it. And you had to memorize movie covers and actors and names and things like that because people go, well, oh, you have, a, you have, oh, you're out of this movie. Oh, well, have you tried this one? Have you seen this one? You, if you like that, you're going to like this one. And if you wanted to ask somebody something, you could literally go in and be like, do you guys have, have that movie with that, that guy with the big hair and the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got that right over here. <laughs> there was something magical about that. Not to sound like kids these days, but uh, they'll never know that disappointment of going into the video store, seeing a movie that you're like, oh, I forgot about this. You go up and grab it, and it's just that stupid empty cardboard box. Yeah, because they always had the empty box, and then they had the real plastic case with the VHS tech behind it. The, the, the clamshell one? Mm-hmm. Yep. But the worst of it, the, the disappointment of not being there was bad. But the worst is when you grab it, check out, go home, and realize that somebody put the wrong tape behind the movie and you never bothered to look. <laughs> Those were the worst I, nights ever. I did. I think, what did we, I don't, I don't remember what it was. But it was also the thing, too, is you're sitting there, you're like, I paid money for this, I'm going to watch it. You know, it's not like nowadays when you start watching a Netflix thing, you're like, this looks interesting, you watch it, like, nope, this is garbage, and turn it off. Mm-hmm. You had to actually, like, I paid four ninety nine for this. I have it for two days. Might as well watch it. <laughs> yeah, probably watch it twice if I try hard enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, that's how I got my parents to watch Biodome. <laughs> it's not a great movie, but entertaining. Well, not their humor, <laughs> but we. I remember we we were watching it. My parents were like, "This is dumb," but we kept watching it because they paid five bucks to watch it. So. It's the other part too is that it, it, the movie covers ended up being a very very big marketing part of the movie because it became the movie poster was the front of the case and that became like the way you recognize everything. Nowadays, most movies come out and they already have three or four different versions. They've got mm-hmm. a different case for the DVD and the Blu-ray and the UHD and then the special edition steelbook and then the digital copy and they've all got different promotional pictures to keep it lively, but there's no continuity so you have no idea what it is and they change them all the time. Movies back then, whoa! There's a fly, sorry. You, you recognize the front of that movie and if it was a bad cover, it was a tough sell for people. <laughs> Well, the the thing that didn't help too is with VHS, I mean, with DVDs, they got a little bit better about it. Some of them, not so much, but you pick up the movie, you're like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. You turn it over to read what it's about. And then, you know, they have the little screenshots on the back. And sometimes they would have like two sentences. They're like, a man goes to a town. It's haunted. And then that's it. You're like, I don't want to watch this. That description. (laughs) <laughs> and then you look at some of the screenshots, you're like, this looks like garbage. <laughs> it's, and it's amazing to think back of, uh, how would I put this, Hollywood quality in 1989 versus Hollywood quality now. 
you see some of these movies that came out and like I can see the boom mic in that scene. It looks like the screen's pixelated. That's part of the film reel that's showing up in the side. Uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, movie making has come a long, long way. Sometimes I would say it's come too far away because I mean, how many times have you walked through like a Target now and you're looking through the movies and you're like, what? Because like they do, they're doing a lot of straight to DVDs recently because they mm. they know that they're like we can get the movie made but it's not going to be a theater release okay let's do it so you're sitting there watching it or you just look at the again with you know the dvd nest ones they don't put any effort into you flip it over you're like well this has one of the actors i like in it but it doesn't sound very appealing so then you put it back down i think there's a lot of those on there i i honestly with as much as it costs to make a movie i don't know how so many of these bottom tier ones actually get made because you think about yeah. that, even back in this time, you go like the, the late 80s, the number of movies that came out in total was a very countable number. Mm-hmm. Like every week, there was one or two big movies that came out in theaters, if, if it was even every week, and then a few smaller indie releases here and there. Now you look at new releases, and there's 10, 15, 20 movies a week that are coming out year-round. Well, that's not even counting the ones that are being released exclusively on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu mm. Originals. You know, you have all these streaming services now that are getting into the movie game. And it's just, it is overwhelming. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's just, they're just throwing in. There's been a couple times where I've seen something on Netflix. I'm like, I've never even heard of this movie. And you watch it and you're like, that was really good. But it just gets buried by everything else. And I think but- that goes back to the spending hours in a movie store where you're like no i was gonna say that exact same feeling is what i saw on lots and lots of customers faces in the video store we had the i think that's why a lot of blockbusters in hollywood's end up being kind of small and tried to segment things off because it seems more palatable because we had this this showtime video that worked in it was uh, i think the building ended up becoming a hobby lobby years later so it was a lot of square footage and i think people walked in and would get overwhelmed because you're looking through a streaming service. You go, oh, okay, I'll look at the comedy movies or look at the action movies or look at the recommended for me and you scroll through 30 or 40 movies. But when you walk into that physical store mm-hmm. and you see wall to wall that there's somewhere between 20 and 60,000 movies sitting on the shelves for you ready to take home, it, it's almost a little overwhelming. And a lot of people just had that kind of like, oh God, somebody just tell me what I want. I don't, oh, oh, oh no, oh no. Well, see, that's, you know, that's where you find the different breed of people where you and I like doing that. Like, that's why you go to comic book shops or like the, the nerd stores or even like comic cons when you're going down artist alley, whatever you just love, just looking at everything, trying to take it all in. And then you see some people who are just like, um, I don't know what any of this means. (laughs) Well, also, so you worked at, you worked at a video store. You can weigh in on this, like, Mm -hmm. I know being a customer in a video store, I overheard some of these issues where you have the couples fighting over what to watch because they took forever to figure out what they wanted to eat. So now they're trying to figure out what to watch and they're arguing about it. And then you have the person coming in demanding a refund because the movie was not as good as they thought or the movie was damaged Obviously, that happened a little bit more on with DVDs because nobody knew how to take care of them, which was a pain. But nobody took care of VHS, VHS tapes either. You'd be surprised. <laughs> That's true. 
that's, 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 very, that's very, very true. I don't, I just remember, I don't, I don't remember what movie it was, but I remember some lady was arguing with the, the video store person because they didn't like the movie, but they still watched it. And it's like, well, that was interesting, especially working Blockbuster was different, but for the, the local store, it was great because we had a policy. If somebody brought a movie back that said they hated it, we just let them get something else. Mm-hmm. And the people that came in that were spewing fire to say how horrible it was, and there was nothing better, like, oh, well, you want something else then? Sorry, you didn't like that. And like they get all deflated because they're ready to like remew and throw it in. You're like, oh, cool, grab something else then. Sorry, didn't you picked it? You you picked out and chose a movie you didn't like. Sorry, get a different one. <laughs> what I love are the people that complain about late fees. Oh, because yeah. late fees were ridiculous. But what a lot of people didn't realize at the time of video stores is those VHS tapes the stores had to buy. Uh, prior to Blockbuster getting that thing where they had the, the guaranteed in stock where they literally had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of copies of the new releases. Prior to that, most new releases were expensive. Like a single tape was somewhere between $25 and $125. So a lot of those new releases, those small video stores, literally had, okay, I've got to pay $5 for two nights, so I need to rent this movie every night for three months before I'm going to make a profit on it. Right. So those late fees got chalked up big time and people got so upset. But every video store I've ever worked at or ever heard about had such lenient policies that people still couldn't handle it. It, uh, I think the, the showtime I worked at, if movies were due at nine o'clock the night before, we didn't have the scanner set until noon the following day. So you literally had to be 18 hours, no, not 18 hours. 15 hours late with your movie before it was actually counted late and everybody had the subs. I put it in at nine 15 last night. How am I, you're going to charge me for being five minutes late, blah, blah, blah. And you're looking at me like, I, I know that wasn't the case or people that would throw in their stop story and slam on the table. I never return a movie late in my entire life. How dare you say this? And you're staring at their account history and they've returned 17 of the last 20 movies late. <laughs> Or the ones that you, you see them drop it in the box on the way in, then come to the counter, check out a movie like, you still have a movie checked out? Oh, no, no. I, I brought that back yesterday. You should check your return pile. I, I brought it back yesterday. You mean oh, the, movie, yes, you, the one you just is. dropped in on the way in? <laughs> the one-way one way windows threw people off with that because they didn't realize you could see them putting it in there and then claim you were an idiot and didn't catch, check it yesterday. Well, I feel like <laughs> some of them, and this could just be made up in my head because the nineties had a whole bunch of like, I don't know, like TV shows and cartoons had that whole, at least a storyline about returning a, a movie late at one point. Cause I can remember some of them, but didn't some video stores have like a little scanner that clocked it when it went in. Cause they had the barcode on the outside or am I just making that up? Cause I saw it in a show. I think a couple of stores tried doing stuff like that, but it didn't work for well because even the idea of like today with the library RF tags and stuff like that, you could make that happen. But mm-hmm. back then they'd try to do things like that and it just didn't work well enough to happen. Somebody literally had to scan the barcode, make sure that it was checked in. Cause then you also got the people that brought them to the wrong place, which Sunday mornings were the greatest time on earth. Cause you got to go through the box of movies that returned from other video stores. And I never understood how people could do it that bad. Cause I could understand when there's four blockbusters in town, you run it from blockbuster, you bring it back to the wrong blockbuster. I could see how that happens pretty easy. You forgot which one you went to, or you give it to your mom to return it. Don't tell her which one, something like that. But 
the blockbuster versus the Hollywood video versus the Showtime video versus the King Supers, all the clamshells were completely different colors, different logos on the side of it, like had the addresses printed on the front. And you Stickers through, all over them. And you go through the front and you're like, who on earth would bring this here? Those are the same people that call an Xbox and a PlayStation and Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> but we'd get to call those. And I loved getting the Hollywood video because Hollywood video had an adult section. And sometimes we get those returned to us. And there's nothing greater than calling somebody Sunday morning like, oh, yeah, excuse me. We have a uh, copy of Ramrod 16. And <laughs> you guys want to come pick that up? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Oh man. Good times. Good times. I'm going to, I'm going to end with, I'm going to segue and end with this. Another huge disappointment with video stores, but also at the same time, I kind of appreciated was not the movie movie aspect, but when you wanted to play a new game, if you didn't get there early enough, because I remember, especially during the summer, I knew what time the video store opened. I knew that I had to get there this, I knew that they got this in at this time. And if you didn't get there early enough to get that new game. And game rentals were long because movie rentals were like two to five days, but game rentals you get like for a full week. So if somebody rented that game, you're like, ah, crap. <laughs> I know it's not like, it's not like how Redbox did where it was like a, like a what was it? $3 to rent it. And then it was a something a night for mm-hmm. a little bit for games. But like, yeah, it was that, it was, oh, what did we, my friend had the 64. We went to go rent something and it was gone. We're like, no. So then you rent the next best thing. You're like, mm, yes. But it was also nice too because you would actually be able to rent the game and try it rather than nowadays. I mean, Redbox is gone. You could do Gamefly, but eh. If you want a new game, you go drop 60 bucks on it and then you take the chance of not liking it. Yeah, everything's got the, oh, we've got the Game Pass for you. Really? So I can pay you $10 a month so I can spend 17 hours installing games I don't like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've, we've made this almost entire podcast about VHS stores, and I, I'm kind of okay with that. Yep. <laughs> we'll have to talk about some other memory lane stories. Like, if you, if you can't tell, this was a big part of our lives. I mean, after, after we watched all the video stores, my next thing is once I got a video camera, so we went around and we made movies all the time as a kid. <laughs> Why? Because movies were so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I wish, like you could bring back that feeling of going into the video store. Maybe we should, we need to make a trip to Bend, Oregon, I guess. Go, go into that block, but will they rent to us since we're out of state? I don't have to rent anything. I just want to go in and feel it. Like <laughs> there's gotta be a few video stores left around. Cause I know, I think there might be one in Fort Collins or Loveland that's still around, but it's just a tiny, tiny little place. But, I still have a Blockbuster card in my wallet for some reason. I still carry it around. I can't bring myself to get rid of it. Yeah, there's a few of those things that every, everybody had one. <laughs> yep. It's a rite I of st- passage. I still have it. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, mm, I can't. I, no, I just put it right back in my wallet because I don't know why. <laughs> I keep, maybe I'm like, yeah, it'll come back like Toys R Us. <laughs> it's amazing how busy those things got too. Blockbusters? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, there's slow times. We're okay, but you got on the Friday and Saturday afternoons and evenings, and we started in a store. Like we were the when I was in Fort Collins at the Blockbuster. Um, I was assistant manager training, blah blah blah. So we got to see all the numbers and things like that. And that tiny little store on a busy weekend would do nine to fifteen thousand dollars in a night. Jeez. 
that's a, a lot of people coming in out for movies that are three bucks a piece. <laughs> well, and you know how you said that they did the blockbuster move to the guarantee and stock thing. Mm-hmm. There was, it was never more telling of how bad a movie was when you went in and you saw 20 copies of it and only three were gone and it just came out. There was a lot of guesswork and I think a lot of people got fired for stuff like that. Yeah. You, <laughs> you that walk was, in. That was also the time when you noticed when Blockbuster started selling other used movies mm-hmm. because of that same phenomenon. And all of a sudden you can find out once the, the time frame comes because they had exact dates that went through of after it's been this many weeks on new release it goes to the next tier down and then after this time then we take off this many of the copies to put on the sale at eighteen ninety nine. the next week we take another 20 copies put it down market down to fourteen ninety nine. two weeks later take another stack out of the circulation drop them into twelve ninety nine. so i lived, a, I lived across the, the tape. street from a blockbuster and uh, with the sale thing that you said i'd walk in there to rent a movie and then you walk past that stupid thing that's like five for twenty five dollars you're like huh let's take a look and you end up walking out you're like i didn't need this or they do the the sales i think a couple times you have big sales was buy buy two get one free or buy five get five or something like that and people would just but i remember we had folding tables set up that were probably stacked 20 or 30 movies high and i think the one they had the the green mile it looked worse because it was a two vhs movie Mm -hmm. but by the time it was marked down to 9.99 for used copies of it i want to say the store i worked at probably had two or three hundred copies of it that we needed to sell Jeez. <laughs> yeah I, I i don't miss that part of going in and going well this was an okay movie right and then adding it and you're like doing the math you're like okay five for 25 which five would i get you know I always had that argument with myself, like, hypothetically, which of these five movies would I get? Well, I'd get that one. That one was okay. I guess I'd get that. No, I'd get this one. And then by the end of it, you're actually holding him like, okay. I was always the price nerd, too, because I always had the sales. I wanted when things like buy one, get one free. I wanted to make sure I got the same value. So I'd be right. a lot of crappy ones because, well, I got this one that's $9.99 and this one's $5.99. But if I get this one free, I'm only getting a free $6 movie. So I better find another $9.99 movie and then I'll find another $6 movie because that way I'll get one of it. It was and that's backfired why we, too. <laughs> that's why we both have a very high movie count on DVDs. Slightly OCD, it happens. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but there was one time when we were in radio, I took a quiz, I think it was a BuzzFeed one, that's like, if you've seen a hundred and some odd of these movies, you're a nerd or whatever like that. And because somebody had shared it like, oh, I've only seen five, I guess I'm smart. I damn near clicked every one of them. And I was like, huh, what does that say about me? Yeah, I was, I was easily in the eighties or nineties for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. For that, I remember that list. It was almost embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, video stores, nostalgia. I love them. I miss them, but I'm also glad we don't have to use them. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. So, uh, what are you? What, what's your favorite memories of video stores? Let us know at Get Geekish, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all those places, and uh, you know, share some of your video store memories. What's what's some crazy story that? Because it was also the uh, the social hub, so a lot of things went down at video stores. So share some of those stories. Let's love to hear. <laughs> and as always, thanks for being a part of Get Geekish. We'll check you out next time. <laughs> With no late fees. <laughs>